the Washington Wizards pull it out against the Philadelphia 76ers in game four to avoid the sweep. They come in, they play hard, they're scrappy. They fight through it all and come away with the win, 122 to 114. It wasn't the dynamic backcourt that scored a ton on the Philadelphia 76ers. It was the rest of the squad finally stepping up in this one. Welcome back to the Westbrook Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook is a chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's get it. Big shot, Rui gets it done in the fourth quarter. Rui Hachimura comes up big in this one. I have given Roy Hachimura a hard time in this series because for the most part, I do not believe he has been uh, all that good. But guys, Roy Hachimura hit some big shots in this one. Very, very proud of him and everything that he did. Uh, he had a nice block in the fourth quarter as well. I just want to start this off by getting, uh, giving him credit. Um, <clears throat> in this game, he was absolutely very, very good in the third and fourth quarter. First two quarters, he still had me a little bit worried, but he got it done when it mattered most. Hit a couple of big corner threes, and I said it. The one thing that he has done well in this one is Rui Hachimura has definitely been automatic from that corner three-point line. With 45 seconds left to go in the game, Rui Hachimura puts the Wizards at 118 to 112 by hitting a big bucket. Uh, from the corner uh, on a Bradley Bill assist. Great find by Bradley Bill. Great shot by Rui Hachimura. Again, the guys were outstanding. In this one, the 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 guys that were not named Bradley Bill and Westbrook were absolutely outstanding in this one. Um, just for context, for Rui Hachimura, his stat line, um, he had 20 points on 8 of 12 shooting. Uh, so he's 66% from the field, 306 from the three-point line. So he's 50% from the three-point line. He had 13 rebounds as well uh, as two assists, a steal, and, and a block. And he only had one turnover. And he Look, he was he was so very good. So, so good. Uh, in the third and fourth quarter, like I said, I, I was a little bit apprehensive in the first two quarters. Uh, he had a time once again where he kind of moved out of the way, let the offensive player get to the basket uh, in the first half. Um and then no matter who he was switched on, he was just having such oh, a tough oh. time guarding. Um, and it was almost as if someone spoke to him at halftime. And he was much, much better uh, in the third and fourth quarter. Very proud of Rui Hachimura. He played a lot, 42 minutes. Uh, I could be happier with his performance. Uh, he's only a sophomore. Um, hopefully he gets better. He should get better. Um, but I want to start off by talking about him. Next, I want to talk about Davis Bertans, the Latvian laser. First of all, he strained his uh, right calf, I believe. Um, I'm hoping that uh, he's he's better uh, by game time uh, for game five. Um, please get better, Bertans. It kind of sucks for him because Bertans was finally playing well uh, in this one. And then he gets hurt. And so we just don't see him anymore for the second half at all. Uh, he had 15 points. He had a block. Four rebounds. Uh, he was four or four from the free throw line. Three of six from the three point line. Fifty percent. Four or seven from the field. 
Uh, he had a nice little finish in the lane off of a Westbrook pass. Uh, so he did more than just shoot the three. He was actually playing pretty well uh, on this one. It's just unfortunate that he's finally getting it together here in the playoffs. And, of course, he gets injured. And I believe he gets strained his calf earlier in the season as well. That held him out. It's been a tough year for Bertans. Um it was good to see him hit some. I hope that he's doing better. I want to give him credit because he had 15 in that first half. And, guys, we were in this game for a stretch because of how well Davis Bertans was playing in that first quarter beginning of the second. And that's just the truth. He was absolutely great. Uh, he was hitting his threes. He was getting to the free throw line. Uh, he, he blocked a shot uh, on the other end. We were in this because of how well Bertans was playing. We all said at the beginning of the series that Bertans would be uh, that X factor. Uh, he has been very bad uh, until game four. It's just really unfortunate that he was injured uh, with that right calf strain. But uh, he played very well. Uh, next up, guys, I want to speak about uh, Al or, sorry, about Robin Lopez. He played 19 minutes, and guys, I think most of his minutes were in the first and second quarter. There was a long stretch of game. When we were in the game, after Bertans had to leave the game, we were still in this game because of Lopez, the hook shot king. Um, he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, he was 8 of 11 from the field. Uh, he had 16 points, 5 rebounds. Guys. Robin Lopez was rebounding. He had five rebounds. Very happy for him. Guys, and he also had two blocks. Um, I thought he was very, very good. Uh, like I said, he had 16 points, two blocks, five rebounds, 8 of 11 from the field. There was a stretch where we stayed in this game because of Robin Lopez and no one else. Um, yes, uh, some of them were assisted from Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I do understand that. And, and I'll get to Russell Westbrook and and, uh, and Bradley Bill later. Um but uh, I thought Lopez, he really held us in the game for a stretch. I thought uh, Bertans did the same. And Rui Hachimura definitely, definitely got it done late. Um, I was very, very happy and very proud of all three of those players. Um, very, very happy about that. Um, you know, another person I want to talk about is, uh, let's go to Neto. Guys, he didn't score a lot. He had 11 points. Uh, you have four first four personal fouls, but that's just because he's he's so small. Um, there's not a lot he can do in some of those situations. He had a steal, three rebounds, and he's four or five from the free throw line, one or two from three. I actually liked Neto's minutes. I know he was frustrated. I know he's frustrated in this series. I think he kind of knows this is a tough series for him to play. Um, I'll admit that I have said repeatedly on the podcast, and I still think so. This isn't really a series for Neto. It's it's just not for how Neto. Um, but I give him credit for fighting. I mean, he's just fighting through it. And he's wrapping people up. He's just trying to do everything he can. He's not laying down, taking anything. Uh, I respect that about Neto. Um, yeah, you know, he ain't scared of nothing. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. And I actually thought he wasn't bad in this one. I know he was frustrated. I saw him like just punch the heck out of the, uh, uh, the padding underneath the rim. Uh, out of frustration, he wants to contribute. He wants to be good in this series, and I get that. And I actually like that I saw that from him. He's not laying down and taking anything. He's an NBA player. He says, I belong here. And I really, really appreciate that, and I respect that about him. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I think even if it's deep in the bench, if we get someone uh, a little bit little bit bigger, a little bit better, uh, I want Neto on the Washington Wizards. I just do. Um, because of his mentality. Those are the type of people you just want on the bench, even if they don't get a ton of minutes next year. Um, and if he does, he does. Um, he could do some things well. 
uh, but I love his heart uh, and tenacity and his drive. That's something I really, really respect. I thought he, he didn't do a whole lot on the box score, but I thought he did well. Um, now, so I talked about Lopez. Um, I, let's talk about uh, Gafford. So Gafford, Gafford, my goodness, I feel like he blocks everything. He had five blocks. He had five. Guys, Gafford played 26 minutes and only had three fouls. I don't want to point that out. I just want to point that out. I know, and B got hurt. Like, I get all that. It's true. Uh, but So, I actually feel better that he picked up his two fouls in those, like, five minutes because he was on Embiid and only picked up one foul for the rest of his minutes. I'm actually intrigued. I'm actually happy about that because that tells me that's an Embiid thing, not a he's just going to go out there and hack thing. Um, that's promising because he's still a very young player, so he'll learn how to to guard without fouling, even versus players like Embiid, who's elite. I mean, Embiid's going to draw fouls on anyone. It just is what it is. Um, but it's encouraging that... Um, when I hope B- Embiid is okay and he's well, and I hope he's able to return and there's nothing major, uh, no, no major injury to him. So I don't mean this when I say this, but after Embiid was injured, I am intrigued and happy that Gafford didn't continue to pick up fouls at an alarming rate. That means it's an Embiid issue, uh, an elite player that's going to draw fouls on anyone. It's not that Gafford is going out there and hacking everybody, uh, because he, he just, that's just what he does. So. I thought that was encouraging. Um, again, I hope Embiid's okay. Not, I'm not wishing anything ill on him. I hope everything's all right and he's able to return. Um, all right, so I, I thought Gafford was good. He's 4-4 four four from the field. He did miss a shot. 4-7 from the free throw line, which I think he usually shoots better than that. But uh, he had four rebounds. Like I said, the five blocks and a steal. He was outstanding. And once again, in crunch time in the fourth quarter, it just seems like he was throwing everything. I keep t- Man, he's the most clutch bl- shot blocker. I've seen in a while. He uh, just everything. If it's he just swinging. If it's the fourth quarter, <laughs> everything everything getting thrown into the stand. Ish Smith had a very nice block on Tobias Harris. I thought I was dreaming. Uh, but apparently though it was a second block. I must have. And I've watched all of all of the games. Maybe I just didn't realize. Um, I guess I maybe just didn't realize that. Ishmith that did this in the previous game. So, all right. So we've talked about all of the role players on the team. I want to get to Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook and their uh, very uh, interesting games. Uh, it's kind of like a, it's one game, but there's so many storylines in there with those two. So, let's talk about the dynamic backcourt uh, versus these Philadelphia Seventy Sixers in Game Four. Right after this. All right. So. I guess I will start off talking about Bradley Beal. Uh, look, Bradley Beal played 43 minutes. Look, these two guys, they're playing a ton of minutes. So I just want to start off by saying that. They're playing a ton of minutes, and both of them are injured. You can't forget that that Bradley Beal has a has a, has a hamstring, or, or I think it's a hamstring, or quad injury. Um, it's one of those. And um, and Russell Westbrook is nursing a, uh, a an ankle as well. So... They're playing a lot of minutes, and they're both injured. I'm going to start off by saying that uh, to make sure that I'm complete. But nonetheless, they played the game. Um, we'll start off with Bradley Beal. Uh, it's the Westbrook podcast, so I'll leave Russell Westbrook for last. 
Uh, Bradley Beal, he was 9 of 23 from the field, uh, 2 of 5 from 3, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Uh, so that he did hit his free throws. He had four rebounds, four assists, a steal, and two blocks. Um, Bradley Beal, he had an interesting night. I, I, I don't even know what really to make of it. So he shot 39% from the field. Um, and then he had seven turnovers. So there was there was parts of the game when I thought that Bradley Beal was under control. And then there were parts of the game where I thought, you know, like, why are you forcing? Your team is actually playing pretty well. Um, the, the, his role players were playing actually very well. He had some moments where I didn't think he had to force anything. Um, but I'm not I'm not necessarily upset with him for trying to put the team on his back because that's what that's what elite players do. I just didn't think this was the game for him to try and do that. Now, to give him credit, late, like I said earlier, at about the 46-second mark in the fourth quarter, he drove and he found Rui in the corner who hit the big three. Um, and I thought that was great. And I thought Bill has been better as of late of not forcing. So I do want to say that. Uh, I just think he had moments where he was trying to do too much. Um, and then he had seven turnovers. And Bradley Beal isn't asked to do a, a ton of creating. He does a ton of just creating for himself rather than creating for others. Um, so seven turnovers um, it's a, is kind of alarming. Um, but then again, like I said, he made the right plays late. Uh, he struggled in the fourth quarter. So that was odd. So he had a stretch where he was definitely filling it up. Um then he wasn't good in the fourth quarter at all. Uh, he was forcing. He took some bad shots. Couldn't really buy a basket. But then he found Rui in the corner. Uh, outstanding. And it was just a beautiful shot by Rui. Beautiful pass by Bradley Beal. Um, I just don't think... I, I just think that there were stretches, in the, especially in the fourth, where he didn't make the right play. He didn't make the right read. Um, turned the ball over quite a bit. Uh, seven turnovers for a person that's not really asked to create for others a ton is a lot. Um, but guys, Bradley Bill for the most part has been has has been fairly good in this series. Um, so he, I guess he was due for a stinker um, as far as his shooting. It's only his shooting and his turnovers because he tried to do everything else. He did have four assists. He did have four rebounds. He did have a steal. He had two blocks. Um, and that's the thing that like. These players, these two, these two stars, they're doing everything they can to will their team to win. Off shooting nights happen. It's whatever. Uh, maybe that's the coach in me. I coach uh, select soccer, uh, club soccer. I got coach select a your basketball. So maybe it's one of those things that to me, uh, players miss shots. That that's just going to happen. Uh, but what they both did do was hit the free throws. Okay. Um, so the, between the two of them, they shot, uh, I believe, 24 free throws. They hit 20 of those 24, th- um, 20 of those 24 free throws, which is 83%. They did that. So they may, they may not have been able to buy a ton of baskets uh, as far as the jumpers and things like that, but uh, they definitely got it done. Bradley Bill, he was 2 of 5 from 3 today. I actually, he hasn't shot the 3 well in this series, so I was very happy for him to shoot 40%, um, going to 3-point line as well, so... Uh, guys, they got it done. 122-114. He made a big play to, uh, like I said, to Rui Hachimura late. Uh, that really, really matters. It's the right read. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, I didn't even say he had 27 points on the night. So he had 27 points, two blocks, one steal, four rebounds, four assists. Um, um, all uh, in a day's work. 
and he played 43 minutes, which is a ton of minutes for these guys. It's got to be getting tired. All right, so now we will go to the Brody himself, Russell Westbrook. I thought Russell Westbrook actually, well, I'll start it off the same. That's Bradley Peel. He shot three of 19 from the field. Guys, that's that's not good. So let me, does everyone hear me saying it? Everyone that is not Westbrook or Wizards fans and who are listening to the podcast, Russell Westbrook did not shoot well. I will say it a third time because you guys acting like I don't say this. Russell Westbrook did not shoot well at all. Now, moving on from that, because you know what? Basketball isn't just about how well or how bad your shooting percentage is. All right, that's 16%. All right, I said it. I just want to make sure because, you know, people, they get bit out of shape about these shooting percentages. 3 of 19, 16%. All right, I said it. Uh, he was uh, 13 of 16 from the free throw from the free throw line, which is absolutely outstanding. He hit his free throws, um, which is, you know, that's where you make up. When you're having an off-shooting night, that's where elite players are supposed to make up um, those points, which is 81%, by the way, which is his, which is his normal career uh, shooting percentage from the free throw line. Um, Russell Westbrook had 21 rebounds and 14 assists. And two steals and only four turnovers. I don't give a damn what anyone says about he had four turnovers. The guy had four turnovers on 14 assists. I mean, my gosh. That's a 3.5% ratio, assist to um, turnover ratio. I don't give a damn about those four turnovers. Guys, that's the stats. But you guys know it isn't all about the stats for me. Did Russell Westbrook struggle? Look, I feel like five or six of those three of 19 are his putback attempts he missed. Now, he had a beautiful putback dunk that just rocked the whole crowd, the whole stadium, and it rocked me, too. It was exciting. But he had a lot of, like, putback attempts that he missed. That's part of 3 of 19. He was getting hacked. However, we know he can finish through those, and he needs to. So I just want to clarify, because I got to please everybody. So it was the last thing I had to clarify. I said it for all the non-Westbrook and Wizards fans. Now, this is for all the Westbrook fans. Yes, I know that our Brody was getting hacked. I understand that he was being fouled and hacked, and they were fouls. I even tweeted it. However, we know he can finish through them, and he needs to. We know he can finish. They need to call the fouls. But we know he can finish through them, and he needs to be able to finish through them. And I know he's on one ankle. I know all of that stuff. Nonetheless, he played. He's got to finish through that contact. Uh, he missed some bunnies today that he normally makes even through the contact that he, he was getting. We see him do it all the time. Um, but, again, players miss shots. Okay, he had an off night. Okay, he missed some bunnies he usually makes. Happens. Here's my thing. I think, and some of you going to give me heat for this, I actually think Russell Westbrook played very well in this game. I'm not going to say he played great because he did shoot poorly, but I thought he played very well and he was masterfully on the offensive end outside of his shooting. Because believe it or not, not only is shooting not the only thing in basketball, shooting is also not the only thing on offense. There's a difference between an elite scorer and a person who's an elite offensive player. I think Russell Westbrook was masterful on the offensive end. He just saw everything. 
He slowed down. He slowed down. He picked it up when he picked it up. Russell Westbrook was in complete control of this basketball game throughout. You listen to my podcast regularly. What do I always say is most important about a Russell Westbrook team and Russell Westbrook? That Russell Westbrook controls the game. There are only a handful of players in the NBA that can completely control a basketball game. One of those players is Russell Westbrook. He did an amazing job controlling this game, controlling the pace of this game, and being in control of his basketball team throughout the entirety of the basketball game. And when he needed to slow the pace down, put something on the board, he got to the free throw line. Shot 16 free throws. He got himself to the free throw. He was masterful in how he controlled this basketball game. If you don't watch this game and think, yes, he shot poorly, he shot putridly, but he controlled this basketball game and it was masterful, I don't know what basketball game you looked at. Russell Westbrook was in complete control of this basketball game. That is what's most important. He controlled the things he could control even on a night he wasn't shooting well. And here's the thing. I didn't think Russell Westbrook took an, an, uh, an amazing number of jumpers either. I think he figured it out. Hey, I don't really have it tonight. He had a little flurry. I think that was late in the third. Might have been given the fourth where he hit a couple of middies in a row. He didn't keep going back to the well. He didn't keep going back to the well. He hit a couple of minis. He missed one. And he said, all right, that's enough of that. I'm going to get back to what I was doing. That is beautiful basketball acumen by one Russell Westbrook. He was completely in control of this one. I don't give a damn what anybody else says. It was masterful. He got Bill involved when he needed to. He got Rui involved when he needed to. He got Lynn involved. He got Gafford involved when he needed to. Everything was meticulously planned. I mean, he was looking for Bertans. Looking for him. He had beautiful passes to Bertans. Beautiful outlet pass. Gosh, he had a pass. I couldn't believe how he made the pass. I couldn't believe how he made the outlet pass. I think it might have been to Rui. He threaded the needle. Or it might have been Bill, actually. Just threading the needle. Just beautiful basketball by one Russell Westbrook. Just please remember, there is more to basketball. There is more to offense than just a player's shooting percentage. Did he shoot well? Hell no. Can he do this in game five? Hell no. I'm not going to tell you he can't. But he was beautiful throughout. He controlled this game, which I have been begging for him to do since the beginning of the series. Before the series started, I said, Russell Westbrook has to control the basketball games versus the 76ers for them to have a chance at all. He did it in game four in a closeout game and went for 19, 21, and 14 in a closeout game with only four turnovers and two steals. Can't shoot like that next game, but beautiful basketball game, Brody, on the offensive end as far as your distribution and how masterfully you controlled the pace of the game. Great job, Russell Westbrook. All right, guys. Uh, I spoke a lot. Uh, I do want to give credit uh, to one. I, f- I feel so bad. I just no, I want to use the word credit. I want to acknowledge that Scott Brooks finally started Daniel, started Daniel Gafford. I'm acknowledging that he finally started Daniel Gafford. <laughs> which we have all been asking for since about four or five games after we traded for the guy right away. 
He finally did it. He finally started Gafford, and he finally in our one head and did the hack of Simmons, which I also have been asking for for like three games. He can't shoot. No, people talk about he cannot shoot free throws. I mean, it's just bad. I don't give a damn what Doc Rivers says about, well, that's one point per possession. I'll take that. I'm not taking that up in Simmons. I mean, that's fine. So you go ahead and you score one point per possession. We'll go home. We'll sc- we'll go ahead and score two points per possession. Because I know in that moment, we kept coming down and getting twos. So, I, Which 100 points per 100 possessions is actually putrid in the modern NBA. I don't know who the hell told Doc Rivers that, but whatever. It's actually like not good. I <laughs> just want to point that out. That's actually... I'm pretty sure OKC was last in in pace, and I think this was 101.2 per 100 possessions, which would still be more than 100. I I, I just like obviously you're not going to hack a Simmons the entire game. I'm just saying he literally said that's one that's 100 points per. That's on a pace of 100 points. That's one point per 100 possessions, bro. This is 2021 NBA. That don't cut it no more. Nonetheless. Look, Doc Rivers is up 3-1 in this series. So, who am I to, to question that? I just Analytically, that doesn't make sense to me. And I watched the game. They kept making one free throw, and we kept going down to making a two. But whatever. Um, and it just slowly increased the lead by one because we kept making our shots. But that's fine. Um, but he did it. He started Gafford. He implied to hack a Simmons. It was infuriating for me. I was losing my mind that we weren't using it once Ben Simmons got back in the game late. Uh, but they did it, and it worked. And I think that they should continue. Look, I know it's not the prettiest thing to watch. But it's, again, maybe it's the coach in me. I'm trying to win a basketball game. I don't give a damn about how I look when I watch. The man can't shoot free throws. He's got to make me not do it. That's what's going to happen. He has to make me not do it if I'm Scott Brooks. Prove to me you can make two free throws. Personally, I mean, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then the fan ran out to the court. He got arrested um, and charged. That just stupid. Um, but guys, I think that's it. Uh, I think the next game, uh, I believe it's on Wednesday. Uh, I believe it's back in Philly, to be honest. I think they played their two in, um, in D.C., so we're back in Philly, uh, 7 Eastern, 6 Central on NBA TV on Wednesday. I will see you guys there. I will live tweet and do all those things. But guys, right here is where I break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Booth Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Please hit that subscribe button. Remember, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and much, much more. So whatever major podcast platform you use, I am there. Please hit that subscribe button so you can get all of my post-game podcasts. Also, if you like video analysis and things like that, uh, highlights, please follow my YouTube channel, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. See you guys Wednesday, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, for Game 5. And as always, until next time, peace.